every life has a story. And every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Over the last couple of years, we've had many, many uh, guests in our show, and it's been always, always uh, interesting and finding out great stories about people. But tonight I have a very special guest, um, uh, probably unexpected to most of you, and uh, most of you would not even know, know that I do have a brother. My brother Daniel Costia is 11 years older than me, and he's journeying with the Lord at the moment. He's had an amazing life, ups and downs, but he has come a long way. And because he was here in Perth recently for a very special occasion, I have the absolute joy and privilege to introduce him to you and to just interview him and bring you his amazing testimony here at Kingdom Stories. So brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, this is Daniel Costia. Welcome to Kingdom Stories, brother. Thank you. Um, now we have quite an audience out there, some really beautiful people who love stories. They've been watching them for a couple of years. And I don't think I've ever shared much about my family. Um, but now I have this amazing opportunity to talk to my brother. So we grew up together in uh, Romania. Yes. Do you know what's, what's your earliest memory of childhood? Four, five, six? Earlier than that. Earlier than that? Yes. At what age? Probably two, three. Wow, that young. Yep. What do you remember? Remember going to my grandparents at Margita uh -huh. in Romania and uh, spending time there with my auntie Aurica, with, uh, my uncle uh, Yoji. Yes. Uncle Yuri, Auntie Florica. Nice. Yeah, they, they were all there living together with my grandma. Uh -huh. And yeah, I remember things. Playing in summer, or like, uh, did mom leave you there for a few days, or? Oh, my mom lived there, leave me there for uh, probably two weeks, three weeks, sometime a month too. Summer holidays? Yeah, summer holidays. I mean, later on when I was at school, but prior going to school, I, I spent quite a bit of time there. Okay. I even learned the language. Oh, Hungarian, a bit of yes, Hungarian. Yes, I did. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I was coming back home. My mom was speaking to me Hungarian. I did. I just did what she asked me to do, but I never spoke back. So no, I was a little bit ashamed because my sisters didn't speak the language, so I was a little bit shy, you know, from that point of view. But she stuck back to Romanian, but you understood Hungarian. Oh yeah, I did. I did. And then I went back there. Uh, even winter time, I remember being there nice. for. for must have been for Christmas holidays and stuff like that. And uh, it came back to you? No, I mean, I still was young when I was there, probably four years, five years. And I was in and off, you know, quite a bit because uh, we, were, we were on the move. Yes. I was born in Brad and uh, Dina was born in Brad as well. Yeah. And then uh, Natalia. She was born at uh, Margita. Okay. 
So, so I you, think I was there when Natalia was born. You moved to Margita, we moved to Margita. No, 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 we didn't move to Margita. Just mama came there to give birth. My mom came to see me, I believe, probably to pick me up to take me home in September. You know, and then she, she was due for so have the baby, so she gave the birth there. And uh, I think we stayed there for another probably a month or so. Wow. And then we then we came home. Then after that, I went there, but I went back again. Even later on. Because I remember Natalie was probably three or four years old. So it must have been around 10 years old at that time myself. And we were playing on the hay. Yes. And I was uh, pulling her on the hay because it was slippery. The hay was. And the straws, actually the straws, not the hay. They were the straws and uh, slippery and they dislocate her shoulders. Oh. Oh, she was crying. My mom was upset. I think she was there too. And they went to one of these ladies who put the bones back together. It was, wasn't a witch doctor. No, no. It was just a manipulator. A good monsieur. A good monsieur, yeah. So, yeah, I remember quite a lot. Interesting. So, how old were you when uh, our parents moved to Inel? I think they moved, I must have been, uh, yeah, about six years old because I started in the garden. Was Felicia born in Prada as well? No, Felicia was born in uh, Inel. She was? Yes. Okay. Yes, Felicia was born in Inel. I uh, thought she was born in Prada and only me and uh, Nicoletta was born in Inel. Oh, maybe. She was very young when she came. Yeah. She hardly could walk when we moved to Inel. I, I remember her. Yeah. But because I was in and out, you know, all the time. I could... That's fine. Uh, and uh, so, how was, how was life at home? Way. In Inel, once in you were. Inel. Yeah. Well, uh, we are many kids, you know, we're Christians and people look at us, you know, like, you know, you know how, how things they were, they were not that pleasant, sort of, many kids and the way we dress and the way we walk and going to church every Sunday was a little bit unusual for the other Christians, people in Israel, who were living there in Romania. And on that street where we, we were living, was another family which only had 12 kids at the end of the street, then some family. Now most of them, they in the United States and France and Europe. And uh, they, uh, we play with them. They had kids, you know, close to my age. Played uh, a lot of soccer, didn't you? Yeah, we, we played soccer. And, uh, fishing in the river. Yeah, we went fishing, but soccer we played on, close to their house was, it was a corner block and because there were not cars or you know horse and carriages or you know many of them that it was a grass i mean our street was like a pitch soccer yeah. pitch so we had just put a couple of goals and we play four or five kids we get together we play soccer the only thing we didn't have the good balls they were they were flat yeah because that's that's how we play but we got the little ones and yeah. And I'm fishing in the river. We went up to the river and fish. Yes. We didn't catch big fish because there were a lot of people trying. They had very good gears. We had just very cheap stuff, you know, whatever we could find a piece of stick and 
job was a little bit longer. And uh, I think the fishing line we had only probably meter, meter and a half of fishing line. The rest was the rest of it was rope. Yes. So there's a fish not to see it. <laughs> and uh, for the hooks, because we couldn't afford to buy the hooks, they were well, they were not that expensive, but they you have to pay for it, you know. So yeah, there was no money. We, if we had the money, we want to buy lollies and we share them. So yes. not, not the fishing hook. Uh, my father showed me how to how to make up hooks. They were uh, there were some needles. Uh, yeah, there were some needles which they use for clothes, you know, to pack yes. up the clothes. So they were available. So we take those needles and we bend them. They we were quite soft still, so we bend them. And after that, my father said, "All right, take the pliers." Put it on the gas on the heater. heater, make it red and quench it in the water so it hardened. So that's what I did. So some kids, you know, they look stupid when they, when they saw me, but when they saw that how hard the, the the hooks were on, they were so, they were amazed. So I was the one who was making all the, the fishing hooks, you know, in that side of town. Beautiful. So it was, it was good. How were you getting along with uh, your sisters? Uh, well, they were girls. And with Mariana, always we fight because she, she being the late, the oldest, you know, she thought she, she's got the rights to do everything, you know, so <laughs> it was quite bossing, but uh, it didn't work with me. No. You know, I fight back with us. <laughs> well, we had quite a bit of fight between us. Church life? Uh, we we used to we go to church together with the family. I mean, my father didn't miss a service. You know, the only time when he was doing a bit of uh, visiting other churches. You know, especially the small towns, they had small churches and they were they had no preachers. Yeah. You know, so so he was going there and preach. Yeah. And they were so happy. You know, people seeing him, and because he. They, usually on, on Sundays, there were no buses or probably one or two buses, yeah. you know, to go there. So either he could he take a bike, mm -hmm. a push bike, or he was walking. He was, yeah. you know, he left probably 4.35 in the morning for the service, start 9 o'clock or 8.30. That's then, right. Then he go from one church and then he go to the other one. And that's uh, many times he was doing like a loop, a loop, you know, on the way to come back home. And, Sometimes he, he came out on the on the road and probably have someone, you know, to hitch. hitchhike, you know, get yeah. him on. But, uh, later on, as he as he as people start knowing him, you know, the way he, he the way what he was doing, you know, they were taking him, picking him up. Yeah. Sometimes make jokes with him, but he always, you know, tried to Preach them, you know, tell them, you know, if they were smoking, tell them that the smoking is not good, or drinking and stuff like that, you know. So people was making laugh, they were laughing at him, but he really mean, you know, they, they really, really mean that people, they would turn to God. Yeah. You know, you cannot do things, you know, God is the one who change people, not, not people change people. Yeah. That's were you um, connected to the church really well? Like, were you serving in the church? Were you doing anything? Were you playing instruments? Or <laughs> for for many years, uh, we were in, in church. We have to be there, you know. Everybody had had to be the kids that were there, and 
Then we did a bit of a study, Bible study, and then we have that uh, a verse to say, in, in, you know, is this at home or at no, church? No, no, at church. Yes. You know, just to keep the kids a bit occupied and interested in reading the, the Bible. And we have to memorize a verse or Bible, Bible verse. Bible verse and, uh, what we have to do is, so I can't, rem I remember it well, I was, I was quite good at it actually, you know, yeah. on these things. Uh, and uh, we did that. And then later on, when I was 12 years old, then uh, was a summer holiday. And then uh, the church, the, the, com com the committee of the church, they decide, look, we have so many kids, no activities here, let's, let's do something about it. And they, they uh, approached another little church in, in the town, close town, and uh, there was a good instructor, the music teacher. Yes. So they approached him and he, they came around. Yes. And uh, introduced us to music, uh, to instruments, and things like that. Actually, in the primary school, we had our teacher was a, was a quite good on violin. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, he teaches us the, the, how to read the music. Wonderful. So it, for me, it was very easy. Yeah. You know, when, when, when I started, when they give us the, all this uh, theory theory part, you know, we went through it very quick, but not only, I mean, most of the kids, they went, some yeah. kids they just didn't get it, so didn't get it, you know, but most of us, we did, so we had, we didn't have violin, we have only mandolins and guitar, mandola, mandolins and guitar, so. And then this uh, teacher approached uh, the, the committee of the church and they said, look, I was with them for a couple of weeks, I cannot do I, but I got another another person who can come over to help you. I said, oh, well, okay, but how is this person? He said, oh, he's 14 years old. <laughs> yeah, and uh, his name was, uh, I'll remember, just to give it, give it, was on the tip of my Moise? Exactly, exactly, Moise, Moise Lukacs. Yes. Yeah, Moise Lukacs, he came around. And uh, oh, myself being 12, he gave me 14, you know, we didn't take so it's much too serious. Of, too serious about it, especially that because I was the, I didn't have any brothers and sisters. I mean, I have sisters, but no brothers. Yes. You know, most of other kids, they had brothers and they fight when, I, when we fight. They fight with three, four brothers. I have to yeah. fight with them by myself. Yes. You know, so I was used to fight with all the kids. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I wasn't scared anymore. I know I get so beaten, but I you, got beaten, also but I also, <laughs> also, they remember me, you know, and if they, if I catch them, you know, one by one or something, only two of them, I will, I beat them quite bad. Yeah. You know, if they were all three, four of them, they probably, they could get me. Yeah. You know, but if they were only two of them or, you know, I, well, yeah. So anyway, that that's that's the that's how the things were at that time. So we didn't take much uh, respect for for for, for him. Yeah, and for Moise, and he was a little bit upset. And then I remember we talked with the, with, with the wasn't the pastor, was the just. Uh, uh, just the church leader. The church leader, yeah, that's exactly. 
the church leader, we talk about you know how it, go, how it goes because we we are going every day. We go from ten to twelve. Twelve yeah. o'clock, we go home. We have lunch for an hour from, and then from uh, one to three o'clock, yeah. you know, another couple of hours. We were, so we passed the, the theory. We went and we start doing practice, but because there was so much practice, our our fingers were hurting quite bad. So we didn't want to listen to any more moist, you know, because the fingers yes. were. And uh, the church leader, you know, he he talked to them, and then they organized one of the uh, one of the person from the church to be there with us. You yes. know, so I remember he had a stick about two two and a half meter long. <laughs> it was quite thick, so he can reach any every every one of us. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we knew the people in the church, and knowing the people in the church, we know which one we can get away with doing training, which one we couldn't get away. And I remember uh, Brother Panda. You remember? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was a very soft speaking man, even when he was preaching, you know. So we thought we're gonna take advantage of him. And I remember I I was uh, playing a mandola with Moise, his yes. son, and, and Stefan, my friend, and someone else was in the back. And we were always talking, he was behind me and talking. And the Moise said, come on, please, shut up, you know, be quiet, let's do it, let's do it. Man. When this brother Panda, you know, he give me a whack over the head and slip on the ear. <laughs> I felt it probably for the next three months. I felt it. <laughs> we should see if my mouth was shut for the rest of the season. That explains. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's how things go. So we start uh, playing and then we start playing in church. It, it was good, you know. So, yeah, the kids. And, so you had a full orchestra. Yeah, we have uh, Dina so, was the, one of the youngest. I mean, she she had such a good gift. Uh, gift, you know. I mean, she hear a, a, a song, and she could she, play it by she, ear. You play it by ear, yeah. She, I I don't know even now if she can read music. I don't think she can, but she can play. It by but ear. she can. You she hear uh, uh, something, and she she just go for it. So when when I was born, what did you feel? Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. I mean, uh, it was uh, autumn. So, I mean, yeah, it was. We started school, you know. So my mom was like, "Oh, I gotta go to the hospital." I I start understanding these things, you know, that we'll have a new baby. We didn't know exactly what it was. I was a little bit this. I mean, was thinking, "Oh, another girl. I don't want a girl." You know, you know, so many girls in this family. Probably, hopefully, we'll have will be a boy. So I was quite happy with. And it was a boy and stuff. When you come home and uh, I try to, you know, look after you a little bit. But, uh, not much because my mom said, no, no be, be gentle, be gentle. Yes. Because with the, with the other girls, uh, I can't remember holding Nicoletta probably once or twice. You know, So it was quite a big gap between us. Nine years. I, yeah, but at that time. But by nine the, years is a lot when you're nine yeah, and yeah. that's a baby or but 11 years between us. Also, what happened, Nicoletta was born in August, was summertime. Yeah. And that part of the summer, so near the end of the summer, end of the summer, I don't know if you understand or not, 
and there was was it wasn't any grass on the on the on the pasture lands. Yes. So we have to, I have to take it in the morning. I mean, my father was going to work. I grab something to eat straight away and get the the cow. Cattle's come up. Sometimes we have to. So I got to take it close to the, the river to, for pastures, and then come back lunchtime. And, uh, and go back to the and then evening. going back in the afternoon. And this that time when I was there with with the with the cows, you know, for the pasture. I mean, we have to look after it, not to go into the fields. Uh, we were fishing because we get together three, four, three kids, you know. And then we went there with kids, we fishing. Many times I didn't come home for lunch. Yes. Well, I remember we have a, a cow once, which on uh, she didn't have a she she needed to be milked at lunchtime, you yes. know. And uh, with that one, I have to come home until a bit later on. After that, I milled the cow myself. Then I sold the milk. Right. <laughs> I, <had> the money. <laughs> I even bought smokes or something. After <laughs> my mom find out. Yeah. But uh, we didn't come home because we catch the fish. You know, we, we light the fire and we eat. Probably get, get a bit of bread from, yes. from there. Another thing what we used to do, uh, because it was a big army camp, Yes, you remember the army camp there, Victor there, and uh, the soldiers always want drink. Yes, so they used to give us money to go and buy drinks, for buy them. buy drinks for them. So and we went to get the, for the, the the margin. No, no, no. We, uh, we, they were short of money always. But what happened was uh, uh, on on the on the western northern part, you know, of the the camp. They yes. were they they used to have pigs. Mm -hmm. They used to have uh, chickens. Yes. They, they give us eggs. Ah, you nice. know, they didn't, many times they didn't give us even money. Yes. Uh, they give us 20 or 30 eggs to go and buy them, you know, a bottle of wine. And uh, of course, we bought the cheapest wine for them. For them, that doesn't really matter. They give us 30 eggs. So we got some money left over. And then uh, also, I remember they always give us bread. Yes. You know, it wasn't a shortage of bread, but. You know, bread was bread. It yes. was a, that black bread, you know. Yeah, but dark. It was good, dark. But, I mean, well, because we were three, four people, kids, you know, which one we, 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 we were always together. Uh, we then said, okay, go, who's going to, to get the, to go to the soldiers, you know, and get them some wine, and then you, you bring some bread, and by the time we catch the fish, we cook it, and then we eat together. So that's what we, what we did. Many times didn't go home lunchtime. Now, at 14, you went to a boarding school. Yeah. About 50 kilometers away into a yeah. city. Yeah, in the city. Um, Mariana was already in a different boarding school or she was staying with family or No, friends? no, no. She was in a different boarding school. So you went for senior high school in Arad? Yeah, in Arad. And what course were you doing? Mechanical engineering or? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Specialized school. It's also technical. A, yeah, it was a technical school. Okay. Uh, from that school, you become an electrician uh, or fitter and turner. Fitter and turner. Yeah. Machinist, you know. Yeah. All this. How did that transition affect your life? Did you love going away? Was that? Well, I loved going away, and uh, the the good thing was there were I had another. Three colleagues which on they were with me in the class. I mean, the same class for the last four years. Okay, in, in, so in junior Neo. high, yeah, and then high. you went to senior high yeah. with the same kids. Uh, four kids, four out of the, the whole yeah. class. So we knew each other. Which one, which one was good? You know, I mean, 
we we were not that close in in a, in a but now before. you're away from the family you're away from the parents yeah what 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 did this freedom mean to you oh not going to church do whatever to go you know go and play soccer i was going to try soccer playing for different uh, different clubs i went even to uta yeah. in arad but they were with three, four hundred kids, you know, in yes. that place, man, it was was a mad thing, and I went there. I said, forget it. So I went. I I play for another little club or something, but I I sort of you know slip away from soccer for for a period of time because I discover other 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 sports. Uh, one of the the classmate the one I, we grew up with he said oh let's let's go to this club they got wrestling wrestling yeah he he, he went already to the club he come over judo wrestling no no wrestling wrestling was a uh, free re free, wrestling. free fighting free fighting but wasn't uh uh not punching you know it was just grabbing and pushing grabbing and pushing things like that he was a little bit chubby you know, I was skinny ass. I was had forty kilos at that time. You know, no, come over, come over. It was uh, the club they call it Rapid. Yeah, uh, Rapid. And uh, it was very close to the place where I stay. It yes. was just probably ten minutes walk. So, oh yeah, all right, I'll go there. So I went there. We talked to the coach. Yeah, he looked at me. You know, <laughs> you need to put quite a bit of work on yourself. You know, master. But when when he you know, uh, I did like a physical to see how I, if I can do some pull-ups, you know, push-ups and things like that. And when he saw that you have strength, I, I bought strength, I can lift myself and no problem. And oh yeah, okay. So I, I did that. And most of the time we went training, he, this, this boy came with me, man, he was so, he was heavy. Probably at 80 kilos. <laughs> I had I was half of his weight. And every time we we wrestle, you know, so we wrestle. And if he get me down on the ground and he just go with his body over the top of me, you know, I couldn't push him up. <laughs> and I said, that's it. No, I gotta do something about it. So what I did uh, in another uh, in another room there there were this uh, weights weightlifting. And the, the coach was saying, okay, come guys, you need to do a bit of lifting, you know, to strengthen yourself. So I went there and uh, they asked us to lift, you know, weights. I was never good lifting weights above my head, yes. but I ended up pushing. You know, I started yes. pushing. I started, he said, usually you have to push at least your weight. So yes. 40 kilo. I struggled a little bit with that. They get good at it. End up pushing 80 kilo, 90 kilo. Wow. I think close to 100 kilo. I, I could push, you know, off the bench, just from my chest, you no know, pushing. Which one? I don't know. This some the muscles you not know, develop in that direction, and also on the biceps. Yeah, yeah. I was doing with 40 kilo, and they were looking biceps. at. Yeah, I, I was doing like this. Yeah, they couldn't believe it, you know, because I was skinny ass. You know, my I remember core strength. Huh? There, there was not a lot of muscle, but very yeah. Course, and uh, short time after that, I think at school we got involved in a fight, huh? you know, 
and uh, of course I apply what I knew straight <laughs> away. We'll put that block, you know, on the floor and things like that. And uh, but then another one of his mates come around and whack me over the feet, you know, drop me off, and they start beating me. And uh, one of other blocks said, "Man, you should go." He said, "Oh, this block, you know, does judo." Judo, okay. Can you do that? Yeah, sure. So I went to another club to do judo. Yeah, <laughs> different skills. Yeah, different skills. So I learned judo. Yeah, uh, was that for for a year and a bit? I even went to a competition. Nice. Yeah, I won probably two or three games, but after that, you know, it got tougher and tougher. Yeah, but I got at the beginning they they uh, sort of they let us fight with novices, you know, to and then. I fight with the block who was doing judo since he was eight or nine years old, you know, ten years under his belt. He had black belt, I was on white belt. Yes. Know? So anyway, he the same weight as me, you know, he was much better than me. So then uh, another thing what, what I did when I was there, uh, I had some classes because at school we did three weeks uh, school in a class and one week practice. practical yeah. practical and because the the school uh, workshops they were not that big they, they split it into morning yes. session afternoon session so i choose for afternoon session and then in morning session i was going to this uh, club to do judo because there were not many kids and there i met uh, one person because i started at, by that time i started growing i was quite tall yeah. but skinny so I got uh, to know this, this uh, person and he, he couldn't because there were only kids, young kids, you know, playing there. So yeah. I didn't do much training. I mean, I did training, falling and things like that, what the course tell us, but I couldn't have a bit of a, you know, fight because they were all young kids. They were kids probably coming to I couldn't fight them. So anyway, this block says, oh, okay, can you fall? I said, yeah, all right, show me. Fall on the side, you know, on the back, you know, hit the ground. Yeah, and all this is, okay, that's all right then. Oh, I got someone to try. And he whacked me, man. he threw me. For me, it was fun, you know. But for him, it was a good training. <laughs> he was just training. And uh, then uh, he had a, I mean, uh, he he was most specialist in jujitsu and stuff like that, and he showed me a few moves and he done a few moves with me. And I was quite receptive and was it helped me so much in the in the future. Yes, clinches what I had with that school. Yeah, and funny was because I never fight. I mean, hard, very hardly I fight with. Kids my age or something, always older, always older and, and big stronger and, strong and tougher. <laughs> things like that, stronger and tougher. So spiritually, you were absent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like the movies. So cowboy movies it was cinemas everywhere. Cinemas everywhere. Four big cinemas, movies, and didn't have much money. You know, always buy the the cheapest tickets. You yes. know, they were in the front, and I I rather stayed in the back somewhere, just sitting on the on the stair steps, not on the chair, but just staying in the back watching, watching the movies. Yeah. Did the parents uh, realize this, that you were drifting away or not really? Oh, they did, because they always sort of dragged me on, you know, 
when you were coming home and yeah, holidays when I, when on some weekends? Yeah, yeah, I come, but I didn't come for a long time, for for longer period of time because I was still playing soda. Okay. So they, I mean, this uh, judo and uh, the they were taking your time. You know, was taking my time, and but they were still playing soccer. Uh, especially, I don't know if you know Dorel, he was quite into soccer. I wasn't in a, but he was in And the were they visiting you in the city? Uh, not much, because uh, my couldn't... mom always, when she came, she had to buy some things, usually shoes for the girls. Shopping. Or shopping. You know, quickly go back. Go, yeah, come back in the morning and then in the afternoon go back. Did you start drinking or? Nah, no, no, I didn't. No. I didn't start smoking. Uh, later, a bit later on, I was accused as I, I smoked, but I wasn't smoking. Uh -huh. You know, uh, and I remember one of the teacher which I was looking after there. He was, uh, you know, he tried to be tough and things like that. You smoke? I don't smoke. So he was checking out my uh, my locker and all that stuff. And, he didn't find any smokes. And I remember, I remember once he whacked me. You know, he gave me a slap yeah. over the face. You know, and I said, "Please don't do that again." What? What? What would you say? What did you say? You're gonna have a go at me? And when he, he tried it again, and he when he went with his hand up, I went up to him, and I give him a, I whacked That's him. That's <laughs> and I bone. Uh, they call it, you know, went under his arm and I, you know, I rolled him on the ground and it was a pile. So he, he, he went on his back quite bad. But Never because I, it again. Well, because it was only him and me, nobody was in, in the area. Yes. He couldn't, you know, complain to anyone about it. Yeah. You know, I didn't went. I don't know. These kids these days, you know, if someone is on the floor, you know, you're going to start kicking them. You know, I mean, that wasn't us. Yeah, you know we fight, we punch each other. Yes, but if I give you a punch and you start you start bleeding, I wouldn't punch you anymore. Yeah, you know uh, that's the way we fight. Yeah. I give you a punch or I get a punch and I fall on the on the ground. They wouldn't come and jump on me. You know, yes. start keep on you know punching or kicking yes. or stuff like that. Yes, it was more. Uh, also, we didn't fight with you know knives or you know other objects in our hands. Just whatever yes. you. That, that's the way it was, you know. So, yeah. We get a bit tougher, you know. But that, that's how it was. It was a childhood. Everybody does. Did it, you know. So, so you finished school and you started working. Yeah, I, start, I finished. Yeah, I finished school. Started working. And then, what made you cross the border, escape? Well, I was scared of heights. Mm -hmm. Not that scared, but you know. And then. Uh, in in Arad in 1979 uh, came a club, an aero club, which was doing gliders and parachuting. Oh, skydiving! Yeah, and uh, Mariana, my sister Mariana, was very very excited about it. So she she went to, to the club. And she said, "Oh, come on, come and do it and stuff like that." Were you seeing her a lot or not a lot? Yeah, we we see each other quite a bit. We used to go dancing together, you know, and things like that. In, it was like a disco for kids, you know. There wasn't, yeah. there wasn't drinking. Yes. There was a bit of smoking going around, you know, for the older kids and stuff like that. But no, no alcohol. You know, it was just music and dancing. And uh, she went there, and uh, I said, "Nah, well, who's 
so stupid go to go there you know say what if the parachute doesn't open you finish and yeah then she went i mean uh she did a course over the winter time and then the summertime she went and did a few jumps with the parachute and, wow. and then after that uh in autumn time came again and uh, i met uh, some of the actually uh, some of the the kids which on the went with her skydiving and stuff like that they were with me in the same school yes so anyway we think we met in some meeting get together you know have a you know a bit of uh, fun and stuff like that and uh say oh come over to see how it is and things like that and all right i said okay i'll go so i went i did the course I didn't have to pay anything. I just did a course. I did a medical test. Yes, it was quite a bit medical test we have to do. Did that, and then uh, I went and then I, I jumped with the parachute. Tandem first? No, no, no tandem. They were directly they were playing around parachutes. You know, you swing like a yo-yo. You know, they wow. teach you what how, how to do it. You know, so so you began and, parachuting, and that was part of the club. Yeah, yeah, it was part of the club. But the funny part was because Mariana being older, she didn't have to, to get the paper from parents. Parents. Parental you know, consent. And uh, if you're under 18, you need a parent consent. So I didn't even bother asking. You know, I wait until I was 18. And then I, and then I remember we were, on the, we were on the field there. You know, the aeroplane was there. And one of the instructors, I become friends with them, and one instructor said, I, I asked him because he said, Oh, Danny, Daniel, he said, It's, it's your, uh, your birthday is on Sunday. He said, Yeah, all right. We meet each other at the club. You bring up also a, a, a slab of beer. <laughs> we drink beer. I think I drink only half a beer because I wasn't drinking. You know, even that one was a bit too much for me. He said, You bring a slab of beer. And they said, where do you buy the beer? Oh, don't worry, just bring the money with you. We know. We'll do it. We'll organize it. Yeah. So it was Sunday. I went to the club. There were quite a few people there. So I, I, I went. I gave them the money. They, went, they showed me where to buy the beer. Because they have the, you have to give the, the empty bottles, you know, yes. the, in, the, in the box. And yes. then, you know, swap it over. And so I went there and I said, okay. On Monday, you get ready, you know, you're gonna, you know, you gonna, don't go Dive. to work, you're gonna go parachuting. Yeah. And uh, I said, oh, well, okay. So they make up like the manifest, you know, who's in the plane, put my name on. And I said, oh, should I take two parachutes or only one? Because usually they give you uh, reserve. No, no, no. They give you a flight to, to see how it feel like, you know, the, the, the first, they want, most of the time, they don't. You just don't jump out of the plane. You go with the plane. You you don't take the reserve, just one parachute, and then you stay in the plane and yeah. you land. You land with the plane. With the plane, you know, to yes. see how the people react on it. You know, some people they scary, some piss themselves. You know. Yeah, you know, so you see, so he said, I said, oh, should I take only one parachute? No, you should take both of the parachutes. You gotta jump. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste any more your your time. So all right, so I went up there. I did what I supposed to do. I should go from look around, swinging. Anyway, I end up landing. I landed in the cornfield. <laughs> so 
October. That day, on 17th of September, which I was your birthday. 16th is my birthday, yeah, Monday the 17th, 1979. I was the, I did three jumps with the in one day. How many? Three. Three jumps. So they took you back up and then again. Back up and again, and I walk another mile, nearly one kilometer in over I left. With the parachute behind you? No, no, the parachute, you, you, you pack it up. You, you don't pack it up, you just, you know. Uh, bring it together. Bring it together, you know, to be as small as possible. You make like an S folds, you know, for the lines. Anyway, so I did that. And then in the next uh, three days, uh, the next day I did another three jumps, another and uh, the other day I did four jobs. And that was it, because we didn't have the airplanes. We didn't, yes. didn't do anything anymore. So back to war. Winter time, uh, we went back on, uh, you know, classes. Yes. Do more classes. Learn more about the more advanced parachutes and all this thing until next year. So when did you escape? What year did you escape? 84? Yeah, 1984. And you crossed the border yeah. by foot. Yes. How long did you plan it? Well, Mariana tried to cross the border in 1982. She, she got caught. She got caught. She went to jail. She went to jail. I think she was some in August, from August to December, just before Christmas. I think she she got she got home. She got released from jail. Yeah. And then. Uh, I was like this, you know, will they let me jump anymore? Because if you have uh, relatives or, you know, with bad character, <laughs> or, or Christians also, you know, but she became a danger to them yeah, because yeah. you could uh, hijack the plane or... That's correct. And so it, they didn't let you jump anymore? Uh, they did, but they keep an eye extra on me. They all, they call me a few times, you know, they ask. You know, interrogate. interrogate, like interview. So, who designed the map for you? What map? To to cross the border. How did you know where to cross? Now, after talking to after talking to Mariana, uh, Mariana told me that uh, the way she went because she went uh, from from where my from uh, from Timisoara, where our auntie was living yes. in Friedorf. Just keep on going on, on, Bega. on the Bega Canal. She walked all the way from there? Yeah, yeah, she walked from there. That, that's what I did uh, with Natalia. Oh, so the first, it, it would have taken you two days to get to the border? Yeah. Okay. We, we walked for three nights. Okay. Three nights, the third night. So at night you'd walk and during the day you'd sleep? Yeah, we stay in the, in the bushes. In the cornfields, bushes? No, right? in the bushes. There were bushes, there were no cornfields. Because everything was uh, was uh, uh, wheat, and uh, in July when we when we went, it was twenty on twenty fifth of July we we, we walked. We started just walking. the two of you, nobody else. Yeah, just the two of us. Now, if you were caught, yeah, you'd be going to jail. Yes. they would beat you up. They obviously, and yeah. then could have been quite bad. Yeah, it could. Have been. Uh, so. Just you and Natalie. Yes. So, so were there soldiers on the on the next uh, canal uh, on the way through, or not so much? Only as you approach the border. Not that much, but the border was sort of not uh, not but was the border was patrol, and they have the places you know where the soldiers were. 
but also they encourage the people in the area when they see a suspect to dub you in. To dub you in you yeah. know? So we were more afraid, not the soldiers, than the, the locals. The, the locals, because the, the soldiers. There was uh, a bounty. Maybe they'll get something. Yeah, oh yeah, they they were getting. They were getting like a thousand lei, which okay. is most of like money. Like it's a thousand dollars now. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, so they were getting money for it. You know, so. So one night you nearly got caught. Uh, yeah. Or one day. Uh, it was. Uh, it was one afternoon. You know, I mean, I didn't nearly. It wasn't. Uh, Actually, after first night when we left, you know, first night we went and then we we we, we went in the bush, deep in the bush. We lie down in the, around five in the morning, and I said, "Not, not." I said, "We better sleep some and keep quiet, you know, here." But if I need to go to the toilet, I said, "Oh, I'll go in the bush, just go around here, and that's it." Oh, okay, but I don't have toilet paper. I said, "Well, bad luck." Yeah, you should <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> oh, no. Where you get toilet paper? You go to the only the only food I had. We had we bought two two pieces of bread. You know, two like uh, sticks, French sticks, French sticks, and I had probably ten or twelve chocolates. But they were only little chocolates. You know the yeah yeah. I thought bread and chocolate and whatever water we can find. Find. I had a bottle. I think it was a a whiskey bottle. This Johnny Walker. With the top, you know, the Lead. twist top, yeah. you know, you could uh, lock yeah. the thing. So, can't remember. I think I pay money for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't realize that we didn't have bottles back then. Yeah. There was no plastic bottles. No plastic bottles. There were bottles, but no lids. Yeah. You know, and uh, anyway, that that bottle was good. You know, so I collect the water, you know? fed it down as as we go. We drink the water, so. I had to drink the water from the channel. I was yeah. looking, you know, for clean water. Yeah. I talk it up and I drink that. And you did make it across. Did Did you see any soldiers, dogs, or oh, anything? Oh yeah, like? yeah. The, there was this, the second night. You know what? Oh, we we had a plan. You know, I, I thought of what. How are you gonna do it? How I'm gonna do it? And we were walking close to the water. Yes. You know, I had a couple of sticks, looked like a fishing rods. Yes. You know, we had the backpacks and looked like a fisherman, you know, tried to find a place, you know, to fish in the, on the, you know, on the, in the, in the, on the canal, on the yeah. canal. The canal was, was quite big, you know, yes. so but there were some fishing, fishermen fishing down there. So we get to a place where, and I told Natalie, I said, look, if you hear something, keep an eye, look from time to time in the back. I, I'll go forward, you know, well, probably two meter one next to the other one. In the and, middle of the night, huh? Night. Yeah, yeah, night time. Uh, uh, Were you walk, walking up or down? No, 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 close to the river. Close to the river. Close to the river. And, and close to the river, there was also the grass was cut, but close to the river, there were these uh, water plants. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were quite high, but you could you could see the river. Yeah. But it was only probably about maybe one foot, you know, from away. the water. Away. Yeah. At the edge of, of the water. So I thought, I told her, I said, if they come with dogs, you know, on in your, the water. jump in the water. And then because the, the water, it's a washing under the, yeah, not under the end, and then you go and stay there, yeah. you know, because it's enough space to breathe under there. You got out, just stay under the water and the dogs won't feel it, won't smell you. Or if something happened, I said, what you do, you, because, that we had our signal. I said, just give me the signal. 
and then we just lie down. Yeah. Completely lie down on the floor. On no, the floor, no move. They won't see you. Yes. Because I trained her. I yeah. told her, I said, look, go up on the hill, turn around, so no, you don't see me where I am. And I'm gonna just lie down somewhere here You'll and, see, and see if see if you can pick me up. Yeah. You know where I am. And she got scared. And it was probably five meters from her. Yeah. I said, now you understand why I asked you to do that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know what happened, but suddenly, you know, she gave me a signal. But the people who were in, in on up on the hill, yes, on just across in, in our line. Yes. She didn't, you know, she didn't pick them back before. Before. So anyway, they they look at us and they keep on going, didn't say anything. Yes. And I stop. And I stop. And I make a bit of space. When I realized that they saw me, I make a bit of space, you know, I look, you know, and then I didn't say anything. I just stopped Natalie and I was pretending like that I'm starfishing in there. Yes. They kept on going, kept on going. Probably they get 40, 50 meters away. But from these us. are villagers, not soldiers. I don't know. Yes. I mean, they were no soldiers, definitely they were no soldiers. Yeah. So what I what we did, we went over the hill, on the other side there were bushes, so we went in the bushes. Okay. And then no, I started walking forward. Yes. You know, until I hit the fence. And then when I hit the fence, I think there was a barracks, the army barracks in there. Yes. But also I found out later on those people they wanted to cross the border uh -huh. as well. Because as soon as I hit the fence, I, I heard the machine guns. Oh. You know, they were shooting. I heard screaming, yeah. shooting, and then next uh, 30 seconds, there were flares going up. Yes. Then I went from the fence because the fence was like, next to the fence, there was like a walk path. Yes. I went back probably five or six meters only. Yes. And I found a ditch in the bush. We, we went to yeah. get together in the ditch and uh, that time what I did I got my knife out and I get uh, one of the backpack because uh, Natalie had a backpack I had a backpack yes so I got one of the backpack I, I took all the food everything in, in the other backpack and I oh I, oh, I cut it open and I cover ourselves with that uh, backpack and the backpack that material was like army camouflage yes so actually I think I could hear them, you know, walking around saying, must be here, must be here. You know, some Natalie was scared us. I said, I'm gonna how better we give up. I said, No, no, don't give up. They're gonna say you'll say. And I believe God helped us because it started raining. You know, slowly, slowly raining. Yes. Not not hard rain, but slowly, slowly raining. And when it's raining, you know, they start slippery. Yes. And I, I could hear them, you know, yeah. the soldiers, dogs also, yes. you know. And what I did, also what I did when I went, I bought a kilo of uh, black pepper. Ah, yeah, to stop the dogs. Yeah. I bought a kilo of black pepper and the back black pepper was so expensive, you yes. know, because it, the, in Romania at that time, it was, everything was very hard to find. And, yes. You know, so any, anyway, I got one kilo of it. So when we stopped there, I got a good, two hands of them and it starts spreading spreading around. spreading around, you know, the paper. Yeah, nullifies every smell for the dogs. Yeah, yeah, just to take the smell a little bit away from the dog. And with the rain, 
didn't happen. They were passing by. We could hear dogs barking. And, and, uh, and I remember I was so upset at one stage because on the side of us, probably would be eight to 10 meters, they start shooting. Yes. They were you shooting. You hear the bullets. You hear the, you hear the bullets. No the going. noise. Yeah. yeah. Shot. One, yeah. one person starts shooting. And the other one said, What? You're crazy. Why you going to shoot? Oh, and then he starts swearing. And I said, Man, these bullets, they go in the village. They can, you can kill someone, you know. I think. Yes. You know, they, they were arguing and stuff like that. He said, Yeah, but there must be more. They already, where are the others? Where are the others? They thought it. You know, there are more people, you know. Yeah. So anyway, we have to find this. Don't worry, dogs will get them. But then already I could hear the dogs probably two, three hundred meters further down in the back. Yes. So where we were. So after that, I could hear one of the arrow, you know, the, the, the cars, the, what the, the soldiers had. And I could hear them coming back. But on the other roads, they didn't come back. But yeah, there were another ones. I think there were three or four of them. They come up on the on the ditch, on the top yeah. of the ditch. But we, di I didn't see it. But I could. Did hear you know it. when you crossed the border? Yeah. Was it a physical fence or what was? No, that? it wasn't a physical fence. It, I, I'll get to that. And then I, uh, and then what we did after must be probably three o'clock in the morning. Everything because that was probably midnight. Is the second night or the third? No, night? no. That's the that's the second night. And then I crossed the, had a channel, so I crossed the channel. The water wasn't deep, but the mud, I went the mud, mud all the way to, to, the, to my knees, and the water was only here. I took Natalie on my back, so I crossed, it wasn't that big, it was probably three meters wide. So I went there, and then we walk. Here was the army camp, so we walk probably five, six hundred meters yes. inland. Yes. We had another, to cross another channel. Yes. And then there was the shade of the trees. You know, they have that willow trees, the very, and the shade of the trees. Yes. Where the shade of the trees were, we walk. Yes. Where there was no shade because the lights were going off everywhere. And we were crawling. Yeah. You know? So we crawl, we walk, we walk for 10 meters, crawl for another 20 meters. Yeah. So it took quite a bit of time until we, we get to a place where it was a swamp. Yes. So we went in that swamp yeah. with the high grass and we stayed there for the day. Mm. Cut a bit of grass, I put it, you know, on the floor. Natalie was asleep on, on top of her. And she said, Oh, there aren't any snakes here. No, 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 there's no. But thanks, me, I see a snake coming under her. <laughs> wow. yeah, so I stayed put and that 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 was the time when I uh I because I was waiting there, as I was waiting, I was smoking at that time. So I, I smoked and I tried you know, not to blow the, the smoke on the ground, you know, not go straight away so to be seen. I walked around, it wasn't that big, probably would be 30 by 30, 40 meters, that swamp area with the water, yes. with the grass. So, yeah, I stayed there and around 7, 7.30 at night, one man came with a horse and carriage and cut the grass. And I was, I went to see what's, what's going on. I was smoking. I wasn't quite sure if he saw my smoke or not. He smelled it. Oh, not, not much the smell, but if he see it, you know, yeah, the smoke visible. coming down. And I said to myself, 
God, if I stop, if he's not going to give me, you know, because I smoke, I, I swear, swear to you, God, I'm going to, I'm going to give up smoking. Huh? Because you made a promise. Yeah, I made a promise to God if he's smoking. If, if smoking, if, I, if they, he's not going to dump me, you know. So I think, I don't know what happened. Anyway, God works. So anyway, at night, yes. I mean, I said to her, I said to my sister, we need to cross the border tonight. On the other hand, we're going to be in trouble. I think we're still long, long way away. So we started walking. I mean, I went, and when they came out of there, the field was all clean. Yes. You know, they make those uh, piles, uh, ballots. Yes. You know, because there was wheat there. So they cut the wheat. Yes. And they straight away, they, they, all, they make all these ballots. So... Yes. And they start cleaning them, yes. taking them off the of the field. Yes, but uh, in between the the fields, the, the plants, they, they had these uh, ditches. Yes. So we walk on the ditch. You know, yes. the bottom there was mud. Yes. You know, it was mud. You go mud close to that. So we look just above it, bend down, and we keep on walking. I think we maybe three kilometers on that ditch. Yes. And we found, I found about three or four places where the soldiers used to hide at night because they were already uh, the straws yeah yes. they put the straws on them they were sleeping there you know just they had to they had to do something about it you know so they were and but because we were early in the night yes they were not there ah. you know and another thing god worked in a mysterious way i tell you this it was a full moon yes oh no it wasn't it wasn't moon it's uh, it, dark. No, the sky was lighting like no tomorrow, but oh, there was stars. no ref stars. There was no reflection of the moon. Yes. And about four meters of the ground was pitch black. Yes. You couldn't see, you know, two, three meters you could see in front of you. Yes. You know, but above it, you could see everything. Myself being in the ditch, I could see everything out. But they fade away. They couldn't see me. Yeah. But if they would be closer to me, we bump, bump it, bump into each other because yeah. that's how it was. So I said, "Man, that's it. This is the time to go." So anyway, we keep on going, keep on going. Then we end up. It was a canal which on, that was about ten meter long, yes. you know, wide. I said, "Oh no, this one is too too dangerous to to, to cross. To cross, probably the water will be here over two meters." With all my stuff, what I had, plus Natalie so, was. Natalie. Yeah, she, she could swim, but you know, yeah, she wasn't the quiet swimmer, sort of. You know, sometimes if you do Special. breast the swimming, you know, you you can. Okay. But I don't think so. She could do that. So we end up uh, going around it. We found a, like a wasn't a bridge, but was just a part. Between two channels was a, a road. Yeah. So we just went through it. Went through it. Cross. There was a bridge, uh, one of these uh, railway bridge. Yes. And we knew that on the railway bridge is a soldier. Yes. So we went away probably good one kilometers off the bridge. We crossed the the line, the train line. After we crossed the train line, we end up into another swamp. <laughs> That <laughs> was hard to do. You got wet. Huh? Wet. Wet. Doesn't Nothing. matter when, but you know, you step one foot, the other foot is going into into yes. the, the mud all the way here, trying to pull it out. Anyway, so we go through that. 
I got sort of like upset, you know, with myself. I said, nah, I'm not going to go out. I'm going to go. So I went on the uh, road, I mean, about two, three hundred meters. And was the, the road? Yes. So in the middle of the road, me and Natalie, we walk in the middle of the road. Yeah. When we got close to the bridge, we just walked a little bit off the road. Off the road and then we went. And we crossed the cross the ditch, the, the hill, you know, that uh, hill, we cross it again, close to the river. Yes. And we walked to the river. And there was a house there, mm. not far away from the road. Mm -hmm. And there was a house, and uh, I wasn't quite sure what's in the house. Would it be people, would it be soldiers, what it is. But anyway, we keep on going low, we keep on going low. And then uh, I found uh, one of these... Uh, uh, wire for the rackets, the one you know they have that those uh, wire which one they once you go through it, you know if you catch with your feet or something like that, the yes. racket will, will go up and yeah, flare. the flares they, they were going. So I found one of them. I took it off, you know, and I said, "Mother, stop! What's this?" I put my hand on it. I said, "It throws. Must be another one very close. So be careful. They so just pace. wait, huh?" They come in pairs, two, three of them, some of them. But then I saw a cow was on the on the on the, uh, the cow was on the chain there. Yes. So I knew where the cow was. They was can't be. They can't be because they left the cow there. You know, they yes. were activated. So, so I went there. The cow was, mm, you know, start making. And I start talking to the cow. I went and I grabbed her. I knew, you know, how to. Get handle the cow, handle the cows. So I went to it, and uh, that's it. Nothing happened. You know, the cow was keep on going. She had that uh, bell yes. on, so she keep on eating. You know, the bell was going, so it wasn't anything suspicious. And I kept on going. And then we walked for another probably good one, one and a half kilometers. Nothing happened. We were walking on top of the on, on top of the, the hill. Yes. You know, the, the ditch, not the ditch, the, the hill, dormant. Yeah. Walking. And then I saw one one of these uh, Foyshor movies. Yeah, uh, army posts. Yeah, an army post which one was about six meters high. Yeah. You know? So I looked up, I could see very clear. He, I don't think so. If you are up there, you cannot see on the ground, as I said, because it was pitch black. So I looked up, nothing happened. I went very close. I told Natalie to stay a little bit behind. I went close and I investigated if it's anyone there or not. So it wasn't anyone there. I called her. And as we were passing by, we crossed by, then we, 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 we crossed the border. We could, I could feel it under my feet. There was some, uh, some, uh, how you put it? Uh, no man's zone. No, no, no. Uh, there were some, some bushes, but yes. dry bushes, you yes. know, uh, after that, yes. so eight, ten meters. Yes. But not that many, quite yes. a few of them. There were some bushes, was probably a fence, like a fence, probably only half a meter high. Yeah. So anyway, we, we went over that. We pulled some bushes, went over that. As soon as I, because I, I couldn't see on the, on the ground what it was, I could feel my feet going low, yeah. you know. And I said to Natalie, I said, don't be scared, this is the border. This is the borderline, so you're right. So we crossed that one. Yes. It was only probably seven or eight meters wide. Yes. 
we didn't cross it over the top, so we cross on the side more, more like we drag ourselves over. Yes. You know, because we were in that position, you know, to be careful. And after that, we went, and then we start seeing in uh, those posts, the little posts. Yes. And then the, the say, uh, Yugoslavia. Yes. Border, you know, 1971. Yeah. Add 168. They keep on moving the borders, you know. Yeah. I have quite a few of them. It was about maybe 500 meters long. That's all that they carry. So then we were in Yugoslavia. Probably another 20 minutes, half an hour walking, we could hear some uh, motorcycles, you know. So we we knew that they were Serbian soldiers. So we went under one big tree. We just lie down. They were passing. They were talking, passing, smoking like nothing. They didn't realize that we are there. So we kept on going. It was maybe five in the morning. The sun was coming up. We get through a. We got through a town. We saw a town on the right hand side. So I said, okay, let's 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 get. But how are we gonna get? So we went through through a backyard, you know, through, through a garden, and then they were into uh, a yard, you know. Yes. And then we opened the gate and we went in the in the village. on the mesa in the village. And there were two dogs there, and one dog said, "Oh, it's just totally in Romania, shut up!" <laughs> and said, "Touch, yes. <laughs> and keep on going, sleep." So we went there and found uh, one of these uh, palm things on this palm in the middle of town. Yeah, was on the village. side. Yeah, in the village. Hardly anyone. It was a Saturday morning when we when so we had got water, there. fresh water. So we got the fresh water. Also, I wash out my hands, clothes yeah. a little bit, you know, and stuff like that. And Natalie was saying, "Oh, so I can't eat any more chocolate and bread. We didn't have only two or three left." Yeah. Oh, we better give up, you know. And then, you know, I said, look, we're, we are too close to the border. Let's, let's walk out of town. So we walked out of town, and then someone saw us, called the police. The police came and picked us up in one of the little cars. And they took us to Belgrade. No, they took us to Zredanin. To where? Zredanin. Okay. It's another town, a bigger yes. town in that area. So. We had an interview, told told them what how you how it happened and stuff like that. And uh, they put us in jail there for three weeks, then we moved to Belgrade and come back in. And then you had a choice to go to various nations. Uh, at that time uh, you could uh, migrate to Australia, migrate to US. Australia, US, Canada and Sweden. And you chose Australia. Yeah. Mariana was already here. Uh, because we spent quite a bit of time in Yugoslavia, nine months, uh, she got involved with another man. So, and uh, he had an uncle in Germany. So he convinced her to go with her into Germany. So she left. She went to Germany. Yeah. And after she left to Germany, yeah, after she left to Germany, Felicia came. Oh dear. Yeah, Felicia came and uh, because uh, we we had we knew one uh, policeman, I think it was like a very high ranky, but he could speak Romania very, very good, you know. Like, yes. And so we knew him and uh, as soon as I found out that Felicia disappeared, because I used to call my mom 
anti-Florica anti, anti Narad. Yes. So you send messages. Yeah, send messages there. And my mom said, when I call, I said, oh, can you organize with mom to come to, she will get someone, you know, to ask mom to come to Arad to speak to her. And uh, she said, oh, be careful because Venice just disappeared and stuff like that. You know, my auntie Florica said, well, for more than a week, we don't, we don't know where it is. You know, maybe she, maybe she came to you. <laughs> she was so funny. But uh, anyway, so I found out, I went to, I went to the big police station. I asked for this law. Yes. So I asked him, I said, uh, look, I said, look what's happened. My sister, she's not 18, she's only 17. You know, she probably, you know, crossed the border as well with some friends. Uh, I said, well, please don't don't send her home, back home, and stuff like that. I'm still here. And uh, he, I think he knew. Yes. But he didn't say anything. He said, look, as long as you're here, she's not going to go back. Yeah. I said, oh, so thank you very much. And uh, then I worked out, you know. Uh, by the time she disappeared, after that I talked to mom, she said, oh, she's disappeared from that day, you know. And I work out, all right, she crossed the border one or two days, two nights. By the time she stayed in jail for, two, for 20, 20 days, you know, it would be about that time when she have to go to, to another camp. Asylum so, camp. Yeah, asylum So I went there, and uh, they released us right away, you know, in my custody. Wonderful. Yes. Uh, oh, we went to a hotel. And, you stay in the hotel after that. Still came. You came to Australia? Yeah, came in 1985. Again. Settled in Australia well, started working? Yeah. I went to school quite a bit, actually. English? I did English courses. I did. Wonderful. Yeah, a lot of my friends, they said, oh, money is more important. I said, yeah, yeah, but if I'm going to live here, i got to learn the language. And uh, I, don't know how, how, I don't know how good I'm speaking, but I hope you guys understand. And... Uh, Christian life, nothing, totally absent. No, no, I, I wasn't, I wasn't much interested in Christian life, especially that I, I met a girl when I was in Yugoslavia, so we love each other, so we live together, you know, and uh, no, I wasn't. And she came with you to Australia? Yeah, she came, she came with me in Australia in 1985. And then? And, uh, well, we were living together, me and her, and, uh, Felicia, uh, for the beginning, for a few weeks, we lived together uh, with Felicia and Mariana in one apartment. Yes. And uh, we decided, actually, Mariana decided, said, look, we have some money now. We get, uh, like, help from the government, and uh, we better put some money on the side, you know, to for the wedding. We sponsor the parents to have the money for the tickets and stuff like that. And she came with... One idea, if you put $20 every, every week, all of us, me and Felicia and her, probably would be enough money by the time the, the papers, the papers are ready and all this thing. And they said, all right, yeah, it's a good idea. So we didn't have much money. $20 was a lot. It was, because I think the unemployment benefit was around $85 at that time. Yes. Sure. $20 was the quarter of yeah, that. Yeah, $20 was for the for the parents. I mean, for, yeah, for savings. the savings. $20 was the food. Yeah, $20 was the rent. $20 was the rent. So I ended up with $25 left. 
five dollars was the weekly ticket yeah on the tram you know because i was going to school so i needed the tram yeah. so I, the good thing was with that that in a weekend you could go anywhere yes so i was quite good at geography so i Explored. i don't know mariana i asked her i said well I said, give me a map of Melbourne. I said, oh, but it's no map, it's a book. What a book? She said, right. Melway. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a, a book, but it wasn't the proper Melway. I don't know, someone gave it to her, an older book. Yes. Yeah, but she said to me, but I don't understand that. I said, you don't have to give it to me. And just before I left uh, Yugoslavia, I uh, one of the on the block who live who in the same hotel, he said, oh, I got a cousin in, in Melbourne. You go to Melbourne? I said, yeah. I got a cousin, this is his name and the address. Okay, so give it to me. So I got it. Four days later, I had nothing to do. I I look him up where it is. But public transport. Yeah. I wasn't living in Richmond, so I took a train, changed the tram, I go there. But the the way he wrote the the, the apartment number, the number was bad. Was bad. And I asked, I asked the tram driver. You know the the conductor actually yes. the one to check up the tickets. You know yes. he was selling yes. the tickets. You know and I show I show him the address. You know ah this is a slash. You know was yeah. fifteen slash. Yeah, you know, fifteen. Yeah, slash was I remember was in Chapel Street in Saint Kilda, so it was very close to Daniel Road all the way there. So anyway, I went there. Of course, it's probably eleven, twelve o'clock daytime. It was yes. he was at work. So I left him a note. note. Yeah, he said, look, my name is Daniel Costea. I used to stay with your cousins in Yugoslavia. They told me that you're here. No, say hello. I come to see you. I live at this address. If you want to contact me, I don't have a phone. Yes. <laughs> because at that time, the phone was cost, cost a bit of money. You know? Yes. So we didn't have a phone. Not mobile phone, definitely. You don't talk about line phone. Either. Sure, sure. So, at night, this block knock on the door. Open the door. Open the door. I look like an Arab, curly hair, you know. Okay. Start speaking English to me. I also got Mariana is someone, I don't know, once you. He came with a six-pack of beer with his girlfriend. It was so funny, you know. He's been here a couple of years. He already was an Aussie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, oh, so then Roman. Oh, she also Roman. Yeah. I look at him and say, Roman. <laughs> now, people didn't understand anything you just said. Ah, uh, okay, all right. He said, uh, are you uh, Romanian? Are you Romanian? He asked me, you're Romanian, aren't you? I said, yeah. You, you don't look Romanian. Yes. You look like an Arab, you know, the curly hair, you know. Imagine a, like a blackie from uh, from Africa with a white skin. That, yes. That's exactly how you look like. Yeah. So yeah, he said, yeah, I'm Romanian. Ah, I'm uh, Vasile. Ah, yeah, you're the cousin of. Yeah. yeah. So we make sense. All right, come in, we stay, we, we spoke a bit, and we talk a little bit, you know. Then uh, he said he's working, but in the weekend he's free. So it was good because he took us for uh, 
weekends usually he took us in different places yeah it was already july august was was winter was cold yeah. i remember in, in july he took us to elwood beach yeah he wasn't far away from there. yeah and i said july usually when i was back home in the first of may i uh, we we break the ice go for a swim in the river yeah first of may when there's that uh, celebration so that's it i took my clothes off i went in the sea <laughs> <laughs> he said, better get out of here on the other side. The, the news will be here. <laughs> yes. The person want to kill himself on the Elwood Beach. <laughs> it was cold. Uh, <laughs> because he said, we're going to go to the beach. I took already a, a towel with me. You know? So I, I went, I went a little before swing, come back. It was freezing cold. Yes. So anyway, I dried myself up. So um, then you married Marlene and you married Marlene. Uh, yeah, it was later on. Uh, between me and the other girl, we, we split, split, we split yeah. in the end. Her brother came over and a few things happened and anyway, we split. And then, uh, at that, by that time, 1980, 1985, only I went to school. I did courses, English courses. Yes. And then 1986, I enrolled to Swimbird, I went there to do engineering. Yes, and uh, it wasn't that hard. But my English was very, very, very poor. Yes, I could speak English, but I couldn't understand the technical words. Yes, and and also there was a lot of writing in channels. I hate that. Yes, <laughs> I couldn't do the assignments and things like that. I told the teacher and uh, I said, "Look, I'll do something else." I said, "You need something to be done in the in the machine shop." Yes. What can you do? I said, well, I'm a fitter and turner. Yeah, yeah, they all say that. Yeah. So, well, give me something to do. Yes. So, he gave me a bicep, okay, make me a tread on it, you know. And he gave me the imperial size. You know? I remember it was for PPI, you know. I said, hey, hey, English, Romanian space. <laughs> As this, this is, ah, you don't know how to do the, you know, the imperial. Conversion. No, the conversion and stuff like that. And I said, look, I don't know how to do it. Can't cut threads, it's not a problem. But I never done it in Imperial. Yes. In the metric system, I done it. Yes. Imperial is what we use in Europe. It's only non pipes. Yes. Which one is very limited. Yes. You know, like quarter, half an inch. Yes. You know, three quarter, an inch, inch and a half, inch and a quarter, inch and a half. So we did go. Two inches very red they use you know those yes. pipes so those are the pipes which one you want try to explain to the teacher he said, all right do me do something else so i did that thing for him he said yeah, i'll give you four hours to do that i did it now now and i did i finished it man he really he really know he really knows what he's doing <laughs> but uh, i as I said, you know, when it came with the exams and stuff, I was too hard. So I had to stop it. And I, I looked for jobs. I found a job in engineering. Actually, because I worked in the tram depot before I left the country, I said, oh, it's a tram here. I go and work in the tram depot. I know the trams. Yes. And uh, it would be easier. But when I went there, I got so much politics. You have to be a member of the union. You have to have papers recognized. You have to have these. You have to... I said, I don't have anything, any of this. They give me a test 
all the math tests I did it. Yes. But the rest of it, I, yeah. I, I couldn't do it because I, I didn't have the knowledge of all the tools and stuff like that. What, what you're going to use if you do to remove a broken, a broken screw? Let's segue yeah. into your, um, in how you became a Christian. Okay. Because we get lost a little bit in details. Yeah, we do in details and those. Oh, uh, in uh, 1978. That twenty dollars a week keep yes. on going. So I met Marlon and we we got married in nineteen ninety mm-hmm. where she got pregnant and we had Dana. We bought a house together in Ivanhoe. Yes, a house. I remember. And uh, things were good for a while. But after that, she she slapped into gambling and uh, did some. I did I offer her help? Uh, she agreed with me. Or just when we were there, yes. as soon as she was going to work and do other things, you know, she was going back in the game. Pokies or yeah, you know? pokies, pokies. Yeah, you know. So, and uh, things went bad. We ended up selling the house. It was a was a bad time to sell it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't we lose money on it. Wow. But uh, because the house was very bad, when we bought it, yes, you really didn't want to spend too much money, go to that, too much in the debt. And but I did a bit of renovation, have to restamp the house, painting, change a few things, plaster in the house to make it livable. Yes. So I, I spent quite a bit of time and money into that. And then we end up selling the place. We split the money, and then uh, Dana stayed with her. Was I didn't want to get married again. Yeah, and in the back of my mind, I knew why these things happened because staying away from God. Yes, that in '88 you guys you came. Yeah, and then my mom was saying you know to come to church. And As I, I I I you remember I was taking you there quite a few times. Yes, to take you to church, and then I was going to play soccer, do other things, and then come back and pick you up and take yes. you back. Things like that. But uh, no, there were some bad things going on, even in the church. I don't know if you remember that time there were some arguments going on. Ah, politics. But politics, which one? But yeah, but those politics, I pick on them. Yeah. You know, so I shut my mom down. Yes. <laughs> you know, so. Of course, if, uh, you know, a strong person wouldn't, wouldn't be affected by. Yes. You know, but me being weak and. I try even now from time to time if people they have some arguments in the church and stuff like that, and I just try to make peace because it's you don't you do not realize the damage you make to other people, yes. especially to new people, new Christians which are they coming to. You know, so what's the difference between you if you fight than the people outside? Yeah. You know, outside the church. So how did you meet the Lord? Oh. Well, I, I had a good job, a good job. I had good, I made good money. 
uh, I had money too after the divorce uh, with my ex-wife and we split the money so we didn't have anything. I pay her money for the for Dana because she she was living with her. She was living with me as well, you know, so I didn't bother. I paid the school school fees and everything for her. And uh I felt I felt uh, uh, an empty something in, in me. Yeah, you know something empty. So I need I need to fill up. Yeah. So I, I couldn't find my place. You know, in happiness. I was I went back skydiving because when I came here I tried to go. I I went skydiving. I did three jumps, but it was so expensive. You know, the parachutes and everything. You have to buy your own parachute. Was excited. Yeah. yeah. You know, but. Uh, then when I had the money, I started going back and playing soccer. Yeah. So I still had, I had the adrenaline. I had something to do, you know. I started going fishing, bought some fishing rods, good fishing rods and stuff like that. So my weekends were out. Yeah. If I don't go soccer, I go fishing with friends yeah. and stuff. Like that. Yeah. So I didn't bother, you know, too much the church. Yeah. And then uh, the there was a period when. A lot of people, you know, migrants from Romania here, they were singles. Maybe they were married, but later on, the wives, they came, the kids, and they didn't have any more time, you know, to entertain, going together. Like, we just make a phone call or something. And, oh, we go fishing to Mari River, for example. Yes. So it's two and a half hours, three hours from Melo. Okay, let's go. Hey, all right, I come and pick you up. Yes. When I come back, Car is full of yeah. people. Another three car is falling. <laughs> so we go down the Murray River and we got 50 roads in the water. <laughs> you know, tents and yeah. sleeping bags, fire was going on, was drinking going. Good time, you know, yes. no fighting or stuff like yeah. that. But you know, we were there for the weekend. Yeah. You know, so it was sort of life which we didn't have before, you know, none yeah. of us. Yeah. Because people which are they were married, they have to go home with money, you know, take care of the things at home. And then when the wives they came and the kids oh, start buying houses and you know, everybody work overtime because I didn't have these responsibilities. I was sort of by myself. So all right. Trying at one place. I felt the emptiness I had to fill it up. And I said, I said to myself, it's have to be, you know, I have to go back, I have to go back, you know. And skydiving, you know, I was thinking many times that God can punish me, you know, what, what skydiving, you know, you play with your life every time you, you go up there. I mean, the sport is safe, the pressures are safe, but bad things can happen. Yeah, accidents, you know, accidents happen, incidents, accidents happen. So, I said, nah, I, I, I got to do something. But then I, I, I made up a plan. Yes. So, so a bargain with God. I said, God, if you give me a wife, a woman which I wasn't married, <laughs> or not have kids, or, yes. you know, uh, I said, all right, if she's a widow but no kids, I didn't want any more kids. I saw so many problems with other people's kids, you of know, course. and I, I didn't want to go through that. Uh, in 2000, I went to Romania uh, after 16 years. Yes, most of the most of the people there were three, four times there, and then I I wasn't intended to 
yes. meet someone to be serious or that kind of thing. But that was the time when I met her, yeah. In Romania or in Austria? No, no, I met her in Romania. Okay. I met her in Romania in uh, Deva. She, yeah, in Deva. She was uh, working in a small pharmacy. Yes. And uh, Olivia, somebody introduced Olivia. You remember? Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. Olivia is uh, our cousin's yes. husband. Husband, yeah. yeah. So he said, Come and see Lydia. Who's Lydia? Lydia's Sammy's wife's sister. sister. Okay, let's go. Aurora. Yeah, so I went there. Oh, I said, This is Danny, you know, from uh, Sammy's cousin. Okay. Oh, I mean, she was busy, there were all people queuing up, you know, together. I told him, I said, look, she's busy, okay, thank you, we know each other, let's go, let's go, you know. So, I haven't, uh, you know, I mean, I knew she's, she was a Christian girl, she wouldn't get involved with a bloke like me. We are divorced, not even a Christian, divorced. Divorced. Okay. So, how did you meet again? Uh, you came around and you told me that uh, when, uh, if I go back to Vienna, promise, to promise you to go to the church, to, to church. So I, I went back to, to Vienna. Yes. Uh, I think two years later, 2000, 2002, I went back to Romania. So I went to Vienna. I, uh, yeah, it was, uh, when uh, Philip was born, uh, the Nutz's uh, son, yeah. yeah, I was there. We and, were there. Huh? We were there. You, you were there. Yeah. Uh, you were there. After, uh, you were there before me. I was there on the day that he was born. Yeah. She went to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was there probably two or three, uh, a month after. You remember her sister was there? Yeah. Mary? Yeah. And then Mary left and I came. Okay. So that was the time when... Yeah. When, when, this is 2000 or 2001? 2002. 2002? Yeah. Okay. Because in 2000, I was in 2000. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You were every year then. So yeah. In Romania, maybe twice. And Austria, yeah. yeah. So I went there and you, you, you told me, said, promise you gotta go there. So I, I remember it was Thursday, Friday or Saturday when I got to Vienna. And on Sunday you went to church. And on Sunday I said, oh, I put my suit. Yes. I'm going to church. And, uh, the notes had to go to work, mm -hmm. so he couldn't go to work. Dina had the little baby, so didn't yeah. have anyone. And then uh, uh, I think uh, Dina called uh, called Aurora. Aurora sent Lydia to yeah, take you to church. Aurora sent Lydia to take you to church to by take tram, me to church by public transport in Austria, in Vienna. Austria, yeah, and. Uh, she said, uh, Lydia said, I'm not going to go take him to church, you know, he's a single man, divorced. You know, yeah. I don't want to have anything to do with him. Yes. So Aurora came with the two kids. Okay. You know, he came to yeah. dinner. So anyway, we walked, we walked around, we went and we, we got, uh, you know, the, the, on the weekend, in the metros, the, yes, they go every four minutes, mm -hmm. you know, so. We had to change the, we had to change the trams or the trains. The, the trains, in in the process to go to church, yes. we had to change. Yes. Lydia had to change two trains. And you met on the train. I, 
she walk in the train, the one we were, <laughs> you know, in the same wagon, in the same uh, yeah. compartment and stuff like that. She was with one of her friends. And uh, she had to say hello. Well, she was surprised because yeah. the, the kids, they saw her and they, Natural. oh, my auntie Lydia yeah. is here. And then uh, she said, oh, let's introduce you. And I said, oh, I'm Lydia. I said, I know. I'm, that made you too easy. Uh, remember and sort of didn't say anything else anyway so we went to we went to church and after the after church in the morning we yes. went to church and we went back to the notes house the notes was coming for lunch she was what? for lunch yeah for lunch but she she, she didn't come with us okay you know and uh, uh florine uh, florine came mm -hmm. to to catch up with me and uh Sammy, excuse me. Yeah, they yeah. the, 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 both cousins, they came around and say hello, you know, we catch up, had a bit of lunch there. And then in the afternoon, we went back to church. Yes. But uh, I think church starts five o'clock or six o'clock. But anyway, over there, you have to be an hour early because Otherwise you can't get a place. So many people that yeah. were there. Be, uh, so, yeah, I, I went back there and then we went, and then I went to Romania. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and then he the notes was saying he said, "Can you please come back in three weeks because we have the the christianing, yeah, for the dedication, the dedication for uh, for Philip. Philip." And I said to him, I said, "Look, I don't have Romanian passport, but he's around, the passport will be ready by then. I'll, okay. I promise I'll come back." So. It happened. You know, the you passport. passport. Yeah. yeah. I remember you got the train back or you? No, no, no. It was a Friday. Uh, yeah, it was a Friday. I was in Timisoara with Arpi, with my cousin. And I met on the internet, I met one lady there. She was in her late 20s. But yes. she was a dentist. Oh, nice. You know? And when she told me that she lives in Timisoara and she's a dentist, I knew that, that RP had some problem with the front teeth. Yes. I said, oh, beautiful. You know? I said, all right, can we met? Yeah, look, I'm coming. And, you know, let's have a bit of chance yes. to have a bit of fun. I didn't tell her about my cousin. Yes. <laughs> but when I went to catch up with her, to, to meet, uh, we went to her clinic. Yes. With my cousin. I, I, I borrowed uh, Uncle Trayan's car. Yes. So I came. I went to that. And... Uh, she said, oh, I have lunch, but let's go have a coffee or something. So she said, I know this place where we can have a drink, or, you know, yeah. a soft drink, and, because I'm gonna, I, I have only one hour. Yes. So I talked to her and said, look, this is my cousin, Arpi. He lives here in Tridorf. He's got a bit of problem with the teeth, as you can see. That's <laughs> like that. He said, how much you reckon you're going to cost all this? Uh, a couple hundred of marks because yeah, the Deutsche Deutsch marks they were there. I said, okay. I said, all right. Would you be able to do it in, in the, you have any bookings or something? Yeah, I probably can squeeze it in from next week, week after. Yes. Know? I said, okay, perfect. And my cousin said, oh, I'm scared. I'm scared. What are you going to do? I said, fix your teeth. What are you going to do? He thought, if I, if I, he doesn't fix it, if I don't, if, if it's not going to fix his teeth, I'm going to give him the money. Yeah. I didn't give him the money. I didn't want to give him the money because then he's not going to do this. Yeah, he's going to drink it. Drink it or do something here. I said, sure you don't want it? No, I had the money here. I, I had, I told, I told that girl, I said, look, 
is 200 Australian dollars, which is a little bit more than 200 Deutschmark. Yes. You know? You say, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> she was going to take it to fix his teeth. Yes. And he didn't want it. He said, oh, I'm scared. And then while I stayed with them, I got a phone call saying, your passport is ready. Yes. All right, sorry, guys, we've got to go. I just told them that. I said, make up your mind. You don't want it? I'm going. Yes. Is she? And uh, I think we had some pastry or something, you know, and then had coffee or tea yes. or something, soft drink. Then I, we went back in the car. I dropped her back at work yes. to that girl. And that's it. I yes. did. So I just uh, went back to, to Arad. Yes. I pick up the pick up the passport. Yes. Then I uh, I was looking. Uh, my cousin Christy was saying that he's got he knows someone who go to Austria quite often. Yes. So I uh, I said, all right, call them to see if they if they're gonna go there because I want to go to. Yes. I'll pay for it. You know, and not many in Romania they want to pay for it. You know, they want to go to Austria. They want to pay thirty or forty euros. You know, yes. to get there. So when they, they heard that, oh, he's, he's got the money, he's paying, no problem. They're supposed to go the next day, but they went a day before because I wanted to be there Saturday for Sunday uh, dedication. So anyway, they went that night, I went in the car, about three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, I was in Austria. I was at the news place. Okay. So I ring on the, I called them, I told them, oh, yeah, come, say, yeah, all right, come, no problem. So I'll, it will be late, but. When I get there, it doesn't matter. Just ring us, we'll let you in. So I went there with them. Then I went to, to the Christian, to the dedication, to church. And after that, we went to a Chinese restaurant, you know. So and Lydia came around and I started fiddled, you know, muck around a little bit, you know, play, uh, joke with her. And uh, also there was, uh, uh, Doreen's uh, fiance. Yes. Yeah, uh, Ma Manu. Manuela. Yeah, Manuela. So, anyway, uh, and uh, that's it. We didn't. Oh, after that, I think we went for an ice cream or something. Yes. You know, because I was there for another three, four days and then I went back to Romania. Yeah. So I asked her, she was. Uh, to to see me again and you know, what why should I see you I don't want to see you I don't want to have anything to do with you you know she told us right away and then you know Greta Aurora told her her sister said I because he, he never saw Vienna you 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 know all the places because she was babysitting that kid so she walked around she walked life. around with him when she knew everything everywhere things were you know all the events and, Anyway, it was, was good because I, I learned quite a bit. So she took you? Yeah, yeah. She, she took showed me. you Vienna. He showed me, she showed me Vienna. So we walked a little bit, we had an ice cream, we were talking a little bit. And she asked quite a few questions about me. I answered honestly, Vienna, honestly, everything what she wanted. And uh, then I went to Romania and then I started writing her emails. She gave me the email address. Nice. So I write her email. She didn't, she didn't answer back. Yeah, you know, but she read them. No, but probably was in the last week of where where I stayed, to stay in Romania. She wrote me an email. I wrote her already three or four emails. She didn't answer, but she wrote me an email. So, oh, you left without saying goodbye. 
you know, and when she said that, I said, okay, probably something happened. <laughs> so I said to her, I said, look, I didn't live this. I'm still in Romania. Maybe she wouldn't, she wouldn't write that if I knew, if she knew I was yes. in Romania. But I said, look, if you want to see me again, come to Vienna airport that day, you know, I'll be there for three hours or three or four hours and have a yeah. change of, I think I, I went from, uh, yeah. So she came around, so. You met in the airport? Yeah, we, we, so it was, the news was with me as well, because I brought something from Romania. For him? For him, because when I went to, when I went back after the dedication, I went with another, another person with a, with a car. Okay. With a car, one Romanian brought from Arad, which one was doing, uh, buying coffee, you know, taking. Trading. Yeah. Trading. So, uh, so what happened at the Vienna at the airport? Uh, well, not much because <laughs> my cousin was there at the news, <laughs> you know. So we just talked, and and I went to to Dina's house in Romania in the country. Yes, because uh, when Maria, her sister, left, didn't have enough space for the luggage. So it, so it was a big luggage, probably thirty kilos. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, you know. And at the, I remember at the border, he, uh, that, that uh, person who worked at the border, he knew this block is doing, is doing, you know, shifty business and stuff like that. I probably he didn't give him enough his share, yes. you know, money. So yeah, he said, oh, you, you were to in Austria just the other day. How come you're again back, come back, what you bring in? He said, well, I went to see, to take it, uh, Mr., you know, to take him to Arad. He looked at me. He looked at my passport, Romanian passport, brand new passport, you know, and there was the residence, you know, Australian. Australian residence and stuff like that. He saw in the back of his, uh, his little, he had a little Opel, no, a Ford, a little Ford, you know, a hatch, you know, so in the back, over he all his stuff. I had that suit carrier. Yes. Yeah. Now, so not many people. I I can't remember seeing anyone. You know, with a suit carrier. Only so you look at that suit carrier. So that's it's it's a good quality. It's not a you know. Yeah. So he asked. So how we got to fast forward? Oh, we we go right while you. Um, you you met him back at Vienna, then yeah. you came back to Australia. I came back to Australia. Kept in touch with him. And we kept we kept talking. Yeah, things like that. And uh, um, uh, in the end, you know, from going talking and stuff like that, I said, "Look, I like you, but I don't know if you like me." You know, and it's yeah, obviously my situation is much different than yours. I mean, I'm twelve years older than you. you know? Yeah, and. Uh, you know, the, the situation is a you know, Christian, I'm not even baptized. I grew up in a, in a family, so I know the way. Yes. But it's very hard for me you know, to go back to the way I was, I was supposed to be. So I need someone to help me to get there. So anyway, uh, talking to her, most of the time writing. Uh, in the end, uh, she moved to a place where when, when I was working, I could I had the line, yes. the open line, and use the cards, you know, the special cards, five dollars, ten dollars cards, and I was talking to her all over the phone, yes. going seven o'clock to work, yes. had a coffee, 
because I was working by myself in the tour room. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so plenty of time. Plenty of time for speaking for probably every second night for half an hour, 40 minutes. Nice. You know, over the phone and then same things. And uh, we, we get a little bit to know each other a bit better and closer. And then in December 2003, I was in 2003, I was there. Yes. Actually, uh, that, that was 2003 when, uh, when that happened. Because I went back in the same year. It was August, and in December 2003, I went back. Yes. I, I, I even took a ring, a nice. wedding ring. Not a wedding, engagement, engagement ring. I took with me engagement, and I went to immigration, and I got the paper. Because I was looking, I said, what would be the best and the quickest way for her to get across. here? And it was a fiancé visa. Yes. You know, answer of the once good application should be in three weeks. In three weeks, they have to give you uh, an answer. An answer back then. Other, other, they were six weeks or yeah. three, between six weeks and three months, you know, probably. Yeah. So I said, all right, that would be the best. I said, I don't want to rush things. I want her to know me a little bit better. Yeah, I talked to my mom. I told her, I said, look, if she can't, can she stay here with you? She said, where are you going to stay? I'm in Natalie. I said, yeah, sure, no problem. Oh, she's a good girl. I said, yeah, she, you know, she's rich. So oh, she came. Okay. And uh, yeah, well, I went in December there and uh, all good. I went to, uh, I think uh, Florin gave me, uh, lent me his car. Yes. So we went to Romania yes. with a car, just the two of us. Yeah. We made some shopping. I brought her cherries from here, you know, about nice. two kilos of cherries. Uh, she couldn't believe it, but not only her, it was she had a, a, a roommate. Yes. Which one? She she had a boyfriend, uh -huh. a Christian boyfriend. They, they didn't live together, but she, he was coming around because he was by himself. And uh, he was coming, eating there, and you know that. When he saw cherries, you know, good size cherries, really, you know, top quality cherries I brought from here. And we, he saw that cherries, couldn't believe it. He was pinching himself, eating cherry, he pinches, uh, I'm dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there were, there were some, I saw in the market, the cherries, but they were quite, very expensive, about 30, 35, 40 euros a kilo, you know. So. They were so working for Romania? five euros a kilo. Uh, you went to Romania? So I went to Romania. I met the, the mother, the family, and... Uh, you asked for the hand? Uh, sort of. Uh, uh, it, my my, my, my mother-in-law, her mother, it, it was all the family was there in the yes. house. So. Uh, only Aurora wasn't there because she was married and she was uh, away. Dorina was in Oradia. The second one, but the, the other book, the other kids, they were there. Okay. So I remember it was uh, Christmas Eve. Yes. And uh, Lydia said, oh, I don't feel too good. I got stomachache, I got headache. I think she, she didn't want to show me in the church, going to church, yes. because they know her, and because I'm not baptized, I'm not, yeah. you know, in that way, better keep me aside, you know. So well, if, if you don't want to go to church, you stay home. And when she said, when she said I would stay home, my mother-in-law said, oh, I want to stay with you. I want to talk to you. Okay. So we went and sit on the couch and we talked about it. And 
she asked me a lot of questions and interrogation. Asked, Inter uh, yeah. Spanish Inquisition. No, not really. It was like an interview, <laughs> job interview. <laughs> so anyway, after after we she she finished all the questions she had, I said, All right, now what's happened? I said, Well, look, I love your daughter. I think she loves me too. And well if she loves me and she wants me I would like to marry her if she accepts, you know, my, I got a gift for her, which accept me, you know, to be her husband. They put my hand in the pocket, I open up the, the ring and small engagement ring, you know, like, uh, she took it. <laughs> Lydia couldn't believe it. Yeah. She knew nothing about it. No. You know, she took it and put it on the finger, fit like a, <laughs> like a glove. Yes. And my mother-in-law was start crying, you know, dripping tears. Yeah, she sort of Lydia hugged me, didn't kiss me, just hugged me. And uh, my mother-in-law said, "Okay, now what's happened? Not what's what will happen now?" And it was quite calm. I said, "Well, we go back to Vienna." I said, "We we do the application." for the visa for her to come in you know, Australia as a fiancé. And then we get married. I said she will come to Australia. Well, I'll, I'll, by that time, when she come, when she will come, I'm going to go back to church and I'm going to resolve things, what I have to resolve in my life. I'm going to get baptized. I'm going to do all these things and then we get married. Yeah, but she's going to go there where she's going to live. I said, well, my mom. Oh, your mom's got a house? No, she's got an apartment. Two bedrooms, you know, she can't live there. Who can support her? I, said, oh, I support her. We have enough money to support her. You know, so she sort of, I, I could feel it, how much money you have or something, or <laughs> so yeah. what job you do, <laughs> but she stopped. Yes. Yeah, but anyway, I just, we were left with that. Look at me give her visa just like that. I said, well, we're going to go back to, to Vienna, to, to the mm -hmm. to embassy. So we're yes. going to fill application for that. Yeah. Whatever they need. And then once the application is done, in six years, you have to give me give an, answer. Is an answer. An answer. And I said, uh, that because that was just before New Year, yeah. you know, it was after Christmas. Christmas yeah. is what I said. I said, mid of Feb, she's going to be in, in, uh, in uh, Australia. Yeah. And she said, oh, yeah. Okay. So we went to, back to Vienna. We did the... Uh, actually, on the way to Vienna, we stopped in, uh, in Oradia. Mm -hmm. From there, we went to Oradia to see her sister. Called her, please come over. I want to meet you. I mean, she didn't want to... I want to see you. you know, but yeah. actually, she wanted to meet me. I understand. Yeah. Anyway, so we went there. We had dinner with them. And we, uh, we slept there. And in the morning, the next day in the morning, we drive back to from Moravia, where go the way to Vienna. And then the, the day after, you went to the immigration. Went to, to embassy. Yeah. Went to embassy and uh, we explained to them, oh, I need this, this, this. And she said, okay, give me the papers. Okay, fill up this. Oh, you need proof of yes. how do, how, how long you know, all these things. So I said, oh, I'll do it now. I said, no, no, go home and do it. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> you know, so I went, I went to the news place and I started writing there, like three or four pages. Yes. You know what, what 
yeah, how history. things happened, the yeah, history, yeah. how we met, and, and then uh, we attached some photos. We had yes. photos from uh, uh, from the dedication, you know, yeah. from August, and yeah. uh, we had emails, you know, uh, a few letters, uh, yeah. things like that. So anyway, fill up all that thing. She took it. I said, "But you need some more stuff. You need another three documents." Yeah. I said, "Well, can you take the the, the papers in without that?" Yeah, she said, "No problem. That's not, that's not as important because yeah. you got the most important things." Was that lady? I said, "You take it in. The only things so you have to go and pay the fee." Yeah. I said, "Yeah, I put my hand in the pocket. How, how much? I can get visa. You know? Um, oh, sorry, we cannot. We, we don't take visa. We take only cash." Was surprised in Australia Embassy in Vienna take only cash. So I said, All right, how much is it? 630 euro or something. I said, All right. I looked ahead of 250 and said, Oh, it's not enough. I better go and get some money from the from the the automat bank bankman. So I went out there and Lydia said, How are you gonna get so much money? You know, I said, that's not more than two thousand dollars. Is it? But you can't take two thousand dollars. Yeah, I can take two thousand dollars more. And I went there, and I first transaction I put one thousand euro. Didn't give me one thousand euro. Then I put eight hundred. Didn't keep eight hundred. Six hundred they give me. Oh, six, they give me six hundred. I don't know what it was. But anyway, we got the six hundred straight away back. <laughs> and the embassy, <laughs> the embassy, because she knew where the automat, the auto bank was, you know. And that that lady, she was so funny. She said, you're already back. Yeah, we're gonna go on with it. And then it was the 31st of, uh, by the time we December. did all that stuff, it was 31st of December. And when, uh, and then they straight away they took her in for an interview. Nice. Oh, I said, ah, I'm gonna come with you. I said, Look, it will be too hard because would you have to speak English with her? I said, I have to speak German. She can speak German. Good. Will be probably half an hour. Yes. An hour and a half. Anyway, we finished there, and I said to her, I said, next time when you when they're gonna give you visa, you know, in three weeks, they you you come around and then bring the passport. I told her, get yeah, the passport ready, you know, and then if they're gonna give you visa, they're gonna put it on. Uh they left she left the phone number and uh, they, they sent her an SMS. I came back to Australia, I fixed up those papers what they want. I I sent it. I sent it to her to not to her directly to the notes because he was she was in a different place, you know, with other people. But the notes was more safe. So I sent it to him. And uh, I think I sent it to Florina as well. I said if it doesn't go there, we'll go there, you know, for sure. I said we'll copy. So anyway, she got it. She took it to the embassy. Yeah, all good, no problem. Wait until we call them. So they sent her an SMS to come to the embassy. She came to the embassy, but she didn't take the passport. It was just, you know, didn't mention it for the visa. So, so okay, give me the passport. Well, what for? For the visa. And uh, share. But I don't have it, and it was around the three three thirty, something like close to close. Oh, I come back tomorrow morning then. So she came back the next day, got the visa, and I told her, I said, when you got the visa, let me know. We look for the ticket. 
So she was, she tried to get a ticket in some agencies there. The charger asked her for four or five thousand euros in Australia. He's going to go to Australia, you know. <clears throat> and uh, in the end, uh, I said, don't worry, I'll buy you, I'll buy you a ticket. Yes. So I bought the ticket from here, you know, to pick it up in Vienna on her name, everything. I said, you're going to go to this. I asked the agent here, I said, look, where she going to pick up the, the ticket? And she gave me the address and the phone number. I said, this is the address, this is the phone number, don't pick up the ticket. So she comes here, we got to do this faster. All right. She came here and she stayed with my mom. Yeah. And then uh, I was uh, quite lucky at that time, I was working three days, 12 hour shifts. Yes. So four days off. So I had a bit of time to spend it together. We were going to, to church together. And uh, every time I went to church or a prayer night or, you know, I keep on fixing things in my life. Yes. I, I made up a list like for myself. I just, uh, some people encourage me, you know, say, ah, oh, come on, go and baptize yourself. You know, it doesn't matter what. You baptize yourself, you know, and get married and, you know, everything will be good. Because what are you going to do with this girl? You know, she came here. can't yeah. be like that. And they said, no, I don't want to do it like that. I want to do it sincerely. Yes. You know, I just don't want to just baptize because I want to marry yes. Lydia because I love her. No, I said, I want to do it. So hopefully we got nine months to, to sort these things out. I hopefully we'll be happy then. So I went, I remember Nelu Brie was here. Nice. And uh, my mom said, oh, this is your opportunity, you know, because you're going to be baptized. Nelu Brie going to baptize you. I said, Mom, makes no difference who baptized me. Yes. It's me who wants to get baptized. Yes. You know? And uh, I remember, I said, come on, come on, do it. It's a bit of pressure. I said, look, I'm not going to do it. All right, we do it differently. I said, what? Well, I said, like my father did it, I'm going to do it like he did. I don't know if you remember or not. All right. We keep a fasting day. Yes. Me, my mom, and I asked two pastors from the church. The yes. Nase and another 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 person yes. church, which one I was close to. Yes. I asked him, I said, Look, can you please help me? Yes. Help me. We want to fast. We ask, ask God, you know, to, to enlighten us, to give us the answer for it. So at the end of the day, they fast at home. We get together. I told him, look, we're closing the, the fasting day. We don't want to pray. Please pray with us. Yes. Me and my mom pray. Yes. And we Cast the notes a lot. Cast the notes and was came negative. My, my mom, I wasn't uh, surprised. So what were you casting notes for? To get baptized to, to or get not? baptized or not? Yes. You know, and came negative. Yeah. My mom, I could feel her, you know, start shaking and so, oh, disappointment. Yes. And I said, I was calm. Yes. I said, Mom, this is God's, God's will. will. Yeah. I said, I'm not ready yet. Yes. Give me a chance. I'm going to get ready. So I, I, I was looking in uh, every night when I wasn't working. It was, I knew some, it was a prayer night. You know, they have it at home, uh, yeah. groups, prayer, stuff like that. I was going. Yes. Every night I was going, dining along the Endeavor Hills, you know, where yeah. it was. I mean, I had a chat, good chat and uh, talking with, uh, uh, Busuyok, yes, to pass the Busuyok. I had with Gabby Paul. Yes. I had with all of them, you know, things. And 
they try to help me everyone in, in, in which way, you know, in their way, the way they were saying it. The museum was quite a bit of help for me, you know, Pavel Kirillo also. Yeah. You know, because we, my mom knew him, you know, I knew him too, you know, so then they, they were people, sincerely people, God's people, you know, which I knew they, they know that to, for love on me or, you know, they, they sincere and they will help me to get it. So in, in the end, uh, I sort of take all my, all my things, all the forgiveness, what I had to do and yeah. fix up all the bad things, what I done. I can't say, I mean, I, I wasn't the perfect, but I wasn't, you know, like, uh, I, I didn't get involved with drugs. I didn't uh, have poli trouble police. I didn't lose my license because drink driving or things like that. Uh, even when I was drinking, I was always, I drink to, to that amount so I can drive a car. Yes. You know, I, I knew some of my people I was drinking with. Them. They were drinking. So eventually you gave in? I eventually gave in and I got baptized on uh, in August, 10th of August, 2004. Praise God. At Bethany? At Bethany Church. And I was by myself, one person. So <laughs> I really appreciate it. And that. then you got married? Uh, on the 11th of September. We got one married. month later? Yeah, a month later we got married. When we were there? Yeah, you were there. And then uh, after the wedding, we went to, went to honeymoon for two weeks in Cairns. Nice. And we come back, and when we come back, uh, probably two or three weeks, not even there, we start orchestra. Maybe yeah, working in the church. Have the Lord's blessed you with a son and a daughter as well? Yes, uh, we didn't have we didn't have kids for nearly eight years. Yeah, didn't even know like, you'd be able to conceive. Uh, well, because I had another daughter, so. You know, like wasn't sort of it wasn't me. You know, she thought it's her. So we went, we did some tests, and everything came came all right. You know, and uh, even some people were saying, "Friends, you said, man, I mean, you should have kids now. Don't wait a bit later." So what? What do you it's want me to do? It's not up to us. <laughs> it's not up to oh, that. Why don't you do that uh, IVF? Yes. And they said, "No, I don't believe in that." Yes. Yeah, and I said the, the, the side effects of the IVF, people, they don't tell you what it is. And you go through all these things because I, I, I had the chance to talk to someone, which one they did it. And two or three times and they tried to get it. They got a, a, a child. The child is not healthy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't healthy there. It's not healthy now. I don't know. Anyway, what happened. But anyway, so I said, no, God, God provided for you. God provide. And then later on, you know, one, two, three years passed by, we were involved more and more in ministry, in, in work and church. So, war between work and church. And then uh, the, the, uh, it built, uh, Betania built a new church. Yes. At the same time, Tabor built a new church. Yes. I was in the middle. <laughs> you you know? had to work in both. Yeah. Once Thanks you finished God. Bethany, you two, moved to table. Two, two days I was working and I was off work. And yes. Two days I was at Betania, one day I was at Tabor. Table. A yeah. table at the, at the other church, and uh, it it was good. I mean, we, we went through. It took nearly a year to to build both yeah. of the churches. Uh, but What's next for you, Daniel? Well, next, uh, I at the moment uh, we were in Bethany until the second. Uh, Lydia got pregnant with the second child. She was in fourth or fifth month already. 
not quite half of her because we're traveling in the morning or now in the calling that day at night now and a half to get back home and uh, hours day in church was most of the time was Sundays where we started at four o'clock because we four four and six we had practice with the orchestra and uh, every second year we did new courses you know yes. for the yeah. for the new kids new teaching, down, yeah. new teaching because the older ones they get we got married and left the orchestra so we tried to keep it on so thank god we kept it for more than 10 years going you know yeah. so that's good we, we got we got quite few uh we went visit sydney visit other uh adelaide you know with the orchestra when we visit some small churches romanian churches baptist church in in melbourne you know the people were happy you know to see us going out and uh, uh, singing there and uh, then uh, we moved to tabor church they were quite happy for me to move there because they wanted me to move there from the beginning but i had a, a job in in betania so we moved to tabor and uh, we were there at the moment, you know, Lydia is quite involved helping other young girls, young mothers, you know, with the kids, and they were doing the Bible study, yeah. Bible school at, at church. Yeah, Sunday school. Sunday school, uh, and also with the Zoom, back you up from time to time. And uh, I, uh, I, I worship when, when, when I need to, you know. Not much preaching, it's more like. Uh, just a prayer. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Just uh, having a word, sharing testimony, sharing testimony, and uh, yeah, that that that's what happened. It's great. We're Look, happy. You've come a long way um, from from the past, and uh, you know, to see you together with your wife and with the children worshiping God and praising God, I think it's really beautiful. Yeah, and, and it's a great testimony of what God can do with the lives of people when they and you know submit to him. And I tell you this, for for the beginning it was very hard for me to pray, you know. I used to pray very short prayers, you know, I said, Oh God, I need this, I want this, I want that until I understood that it's not us, it's others. Yes. You know? And when you pray for someone which one is sick, yes. you know, and you pray by your heart. Because that's what God tells you in, in the Bible. He said, to get together, yes, to be one. Yes. And then the power of praying yes. heals the sick. Yeah. And we have big testimonies, you know, people being healed Beautiful. In, 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 in the church. So we're happy about it and they're welcome to, to look up look look us up in I don't know if the, the web page is still up to date or stuff like that in our church. Yeah, I'm sure they'll find it. Well, thank you so much, uh, brother, for sharing your story, for bringing your testimonies. I did long. I'm sure the people out there, you are blessed by this story, and now you know a little bit more about our family, and especially Daniel. Really pray that this inspires you to carry on the good work that the Lord has put in your life. And we do share this content wherever you're watching it or you're listening to this. And uh, catch up with us again next week as we share you and bring your fresh story at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. I am Nathaniel Costia. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. 
We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.